Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Why, it's just magical, magical where all this money comes from. Welcome to the end of the legislative session. And apparently these lawmakers are going to get millions of dollars just to throw around because, why, it's magical. You see, the money just kind of appears magically. And... uh, and, and then they get to spread it around, and if they like you, maybe you'll get a couple dollars. Does that sound kind of cynical? Yeah, there's good reason for it. Uh, I want to get to Jane Brady right now. Jane is chair of the Republican Party here in Delaware. Hello, Jane. Good morning, Rick. So uh, this is a pretty big uh, budget, pretty big bond bill and everything. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of money here. Huh? Unbelievable. Larger amount than we've ever had, ever had. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was a billion billion dollars. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, they they, uh, kept getting bigger and bigger. And and yet the Democrats still wanted to push uh, an income tax increase. So they introduced a bill to push an income tax increase. Yeah, I, I know, which is which is stunning because I know there's Republicans who want to decrease. They want to go back to mm-hmm. what the uh, the income tax was before. I remember during the Markell administration, Jack said, we're going to raise taxes on all the rich people. And it turns out the rich people are people making 65 grand a year or more. Those those well, are the rich you know, people. That money didn't appear magically. It came out of our pockets. It came out of every one of our pockets that pays taxes, right? Why, um, why no? Revenue. No, Jane, it's it's magical. And so we have a four point. Wishing s- doesn't make it so. <laughs> oh, I was wishing we get an extra billion dollars. Yeah. Four point yeah. seven billion dollars. Um, now the other thing is is this. I don't want to get some understanding here, if I if I can. Um, there okay. was seventy million dollars. That yes. um, that the Democrats said, okay, tell you what, Republicans, uh, we'll give you forty percent of the money. We're going to take sixty percent of the money, and yes. and and they they haven't really outlined how each lawmaker is going to spend this nine hundred thousand no, or they have not or a million dollars, have they? Right. That's right. No, they have not. So what they're going to do is, um, I know that the forty percent the Republicans got, I think they divided it fifty fifty House and Senate. So each lawmaker, Democrat and Republican, is going to get um, money, a fund, that they can spend like the suburban street money, right, where you can fix potholes and things in your district that oh, wait, you, uh, you wait, have a wait, budget for that. Wait, no, no, no. You mean uh, the pure and clean and pristine <laughs> pothole money that went to the state Supreme Court, uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the pothole money that uh, people were yelling and complaining because it had been used for nefarious political purposes, uh, partisan purposes, thing, that sort of thing. The kind of thing where people wanted potholes fixed years ago and they didn't know what happened to their individual pothole money. That sort of pothole money thing, is that what we're talking about? Well, it's it's similar. They have to submit a list. Oh, um, a and, list. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that has not been created. So most of the time, so this is so very different than every other year. Not only in the um, amount of money that we have, but the whole process has differed. So of the money that was available, um, they didn't return any of it to the citizenry. Right? <laughs> no, no, of course. They didn't do any tax cuts. They didn't give any of that 
billions of dollars back to the Delaware citizens. And may I they put a finer, it. and Jane, let me put a finer point on that. Uh, the Democrats that run the state, yeah, I, look, I've been cranky Republicans as well, but uh, right now it's a Democrat's turn, and they're running the state. And they have decided that those of you who are seniors do not deserve your property tax break that was taken from you back. They don't believe. That is incredible. I know. And but that really bothers me. Why? Um, especially with reassessment coming, because a lot of those individuals' taxes, property taxes, are going to go up. They say they're going to try and keep them the same, but you know that's not going to happen. And so the people who, the citizens who are older, usually on fixed income, had a tax break on their property taxes. They took away some of it, and we had bills in there. Republicans offered bills to give it back. And when we have over a billion dollars, we don't give $100 to our seniors each. It's crazy. Oh, I know. And in addition to that, the property tax. So the transfer tax when you buy or sell a house. Right. If you're a young couple and you're saddled with these uh, huge student loans, that sadly, millions of us in this country were talked into. It was a very uh, painful. It was a, it was a, it was a government program, by the way. People need to realize that this all happened because it was a government program, and the universities, Absolutely. the universities used and abused you, citizens, South Jersey, Delaware, Northern Maryland, wherever you live. You were used and abused, and now you have to pay all this money back so that these universities could build new buildings. I'm not kidding. I mean, that's what happened here, and the government, your government, the federal government, aided and abetted that and put you in the situation. So in addition to that, um, we have a transfer tax, which in Delaware was actually invented, well, not invented, brought to Delaware by the mother of lobbyist Bobby Bird. People may not know this, but when she was with Ellesmere, the Ellesmere Town Council, she apparently got this idea from somewhere else and said, we should be taxing people when they buy a house or sell a house. And now it's become rampant throughout the state of Delaware, and it's up to 4%. Well, you had a couple of Republican bills there that wanted to lower that back to the 3%, especially for people who are elderly, who are moving into assisted living, things like that. And the Democrats said, well, screw them. We don't care about them, I guess. What? what, what why can't... No, it didn't get done, did it? <laughs> no, why can't, uh, no. Why can't your, your party get anything done? Well, we don't have enough of us, so vote Republican in 2022. If you want to change things around in Delaware, improve our education system, make us more responsible with your money, uh, give it back when we should, um, you know, restrict the what the state is undertaking so that it um, is what the essential services are that a state should provide, um, then vote Republican in 2022 because there's no way things are going to change with the Democrat majority, the arrogance of having the majority in both houses is that have to negotiate with us at all. You know, and the telling thing is on the gun bills. On the gun bills, it's not that we could stop it. There aren't enough, and the quote was in the paper today, there aren't enough Democrats that support it. Right. At least on that issue, there's some common sense. Gun bills don't stop gun violence. No, that's true. You know, we've and, and- got gun bills in places that have some of the worst gun violence, have some of the toughest gun laws. And by the way, I want to make a... Gun laws are only abided by by law-abiding citizens. I want my Democratic and liberal friends to understand something that that you just said. Uh, One-party rule. There were many, many years, a couple decades, when uh, you, you had, for example, in the state of Alaska, Republicans running Alaska, and it was extraordinarily corrupt. 
It was Democrats couldn't get anything done. Uh, the only way a Democrat could help out was if they were also on the payroll behind the scenes, you know, getting some largesse, some federal tax money or oil money uh, coming to them, things like that. And in Kentucky years and years, years ago, we also had a just all Republicans. We did not have a more healthy, if not louder and sometimes angrier, <laughs> good divide between uh, Democrats, Republicans, and certainly no libertarians uh, as well. So to your point, when you have this one-party rule, this is the kind of corruption, soft or hard corruption, however you define it, that exists. And and right now in Delaware, it, it's stunning to me that so many people win these elections when they're actually taking and not giving back to the people who vote for them. Well, and I think a lot of people um, are hopefully being enlightened by some of the policies that have been proposed um, by the, especially the progressives. You know, we tried to tell Democrats in the districts where progressives won the primaries, that look, this person has a D next to their name. We don't think you agree with them on most of what they're doing. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. A little more progressives sp- accurately represent their districts. So how are, you, how are you doing that? I mean, how are you actually commuting, communicating that? In what media? Well, I actually sent email, video emails to Democrats in targeted districts before the election last year. Okay, so the email comes and we in. Are targeting, and we're continuing see- to target those districts, um, Democrats and independents in those districts. Uh, with we're putting together now what happened during the general assembly statements they made yeah. bills they offered that don't reflect you know Claymont you know no I understand that place, yeah. you know well let, let me I mean so you know I get emails uh, from Democrats Republicans all the time and I read them many because I host this program and I want to know and I want my listeners to know what people are saying on all sides right. of these things. Right. Sure, I have a take and everything, but if I'm not doing this for a living, I see GOP, Delaware, whatever, I delete it. I mean, I don't want to read that. That And, and then you see a door hanger sometimes, you see a quote, you go, that's a lie. I mean, I don't, how do you actually get people to understand that, well, uh, that this is actually happening as opposed to yeah. just saying, oh, there's a door hanger, they're, they're lying. Uh, or uh, here's an email, I'll just delete it. Well, you know, we have some affiliate organizations, and, and, and I call them affinity organizations where we share views. So um, the gun bills, for instance, that wasn't just Republicans no, who it wasn't. were able to oppose those bills. We, got, we reached out to nonpartisan groups that have interests like sportsmen and uh, hunting and constitutional interests, and we, we bring those people uh, to the same table. We, we coordinate with each other, the opposition and the rallies. Um, we, um, uh, the critical race theory, we've got a great event coming up and I'll send you the information July 29th. It's going to be down in Sussex County, but the heritage foundation sending two people to Delaware to dis- and two parents to discuss critical race theory. Well, we had a problem. Um, we had a, a problem with that. We had there. a problem with that a few years ago at the university of Delaware. And it exploded because they had a couple of people from San Francisco, it had to be about a half dozen years ago, who were teaching this thing. It was a required course for freshmen. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, and I got a copy of, uh, of some of the material they were using. Materials. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I don't even know if I have any more because they find, fortunately, they kicked them off campus. They said, yeah, they were teaching people that mm-hmm. because you're white, you're a racist. In other words, uh, right. we're judging you by the color of your skin, but we just happen to be judging the white people now. 
And there are a number yeah. of other things that were included in that that were very, very troubling and disturbing. But, yeah, I could see where you would have Democrats uh, who would say, no, I, I really don't want you to, to be teaching my person uh, or my, my children to be self-loathing because of the color of their skin. But getting beyond that, though, getting back to something else you were talking to um, about the gun laws, uh, I, too, have been talking yeah. with union members, uh, you know, Democrats, yeah. who... Yep. are totally against these bills, and and they just kind of laugh about it, and it's like, okay, well, you know what's going to happen. It's, if you keep voting for these people, it's going to happen. And they say, oh, well, look at the registrations. Uh, they're all Democrat here in these uh, in, in so many of these districts. Uh, we can't, we're not going to vote for Republican because we just won't win. What do you say to that being chair of the Republican Party? Well, there's more Republicans out there. The registration numbers aren't good, but, and that's candid, that's true, but there are, there are so many unaffiliated uh, voters now, and part of our strategy is to reach out to those individuals. And we've started a program called Neighborhood Team Leaders, and we're dividing the state not by district but by development. And we're targeting each development with a representative, and we're providing them with, uh, with the names of the Republicans who live there. So many Republicans, and I've said this multiple times, but so many Republicans – feel like this little um, island of resistance in a sea of opposition. Sure. We've got to change that by by teaching them there are other Republicans who live in your neighborhood. There are other Republicans who share – there are other people who share your val- values that live in your neighborhood. And we're going to have individuals reaching out to them and kind of – I call it building the neurons in the brain that create a stronger web for communicating and um, electing our Republican uh, officials. And candidly, what the Democrats have done nationally is um, getting more attention, more and more attention um, with, uh, um, with Delawareans than in the past. And what they're doing nationally with immigration and um, with um, uh, the uh, uh, disputes in Congress is bringing people to us. We've had people uh, we've had over 400 people since January who have um, contacted us and want to help us elect Republicans. And most of those people, about 300 of them, have never been involved in politics before. So, so let me ask you this about let me ask you this about that particular voting demographic. Of those 400, mm-hmm. how many are from Newcastle County? About uh, one third, one half. Almost. Well, that's good. Really, uh, one third have, to one half. I was just on a. Yeah, 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 it's huge. Okay, that's huge, good. Huge, uh, especially from the Middletown Bear area, and then really up in the northern area. We're trying to develop the co- uh, colonial region, um, and uh, we've been doing a great job there. Um, we have a new chair. We have a region that encompasses Middletown and and uh, that area. And um, the new chair there is a guy named Jim Weldon. He's doing a bang up job. And we've increased participation in our meetings. We've doubled it with reaching out to people and bringing them in um, to um, help uh, get put out the Republican message and elect Republicans. I mean, my job, as I see it, is to to, to create the best opportunity for Republicans to win races. And Let's get our, back to uh, – well, good. No, it's, that's – please, you know, like, again, um, if you're looking for – I've always believed that if you, if you vote Republican – Government's going to grow. If you vote Democrat, it's going to grow a lot faster and a lot more. Vote Libertarian, and you might even see some savings. 
Well, I got to I have a lot of ideas about that. <laughs> Fair enough. I have a lot of ideas on how we could see governments. I mean, we do so many things that we should not have our fingers in. No, I, I understand. Um, do you see government now, with, uh, the, with the 70 million dollars? And we'll get into this a little bit later. I'm going to talk to another a Republican who's against this. Uh, Mike Ramone, he, in fact, he's a guy who uh-huh. wanted, he yep. wanted to give money back to seniors, and he fought the Democrats, exactly. and he, he lost against that as well. Uh, you know, Mike but, Ramone, though, is a great advocate. He's he's really been sticking in there for them. No, he is. He's also a great advocate in a number of different ways as well. He he has invested you know his life and his family and his savings uh, into yep. these uh, two, um, um, well, there's swimming pools and fitness yes, centers yes. as well. And yes. and years ago, uh, when it turned out a, a kid in the city, he was a young black guy, he died, he drowned, he uh, he has offered the free swimming lessons uh, for all kids yes. in the city at, at yes. his place. I mean, he's he's just that, that kind of guy. But let me ask you also this question. Anything pass, okay. did anything pass in the legislative session that you think, wow, that's a good thing, I'm glad to see it happen? a really long pause. The really, <laughs> really. Um, you know what? Cameras, body ha- body cameras. When I was AG, I had responsibility for administering the Special Law Enforcement Assistance Fund. And after we had a couple of incidents, I said, we need cameras in every police car. And I solely funded that with all of our funds that we had available to us. That's what I did. Every department, um, as soon as we got money, it went into cameras in the cars mm-hmm. because there were two incidents where if there had been a camera in the car, there would have been no question whether the defendant or the police officer was telling the truth. And um, because of what happened and how it happened and where in front of the car it happened. And so I said, look, this is to protect everybody, the public and the police. So these body worn cameras, I think. Although they can create some circumstances where there's misinterpretation, I think they protect everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm actually in favor of body-worn cameras. And I don't. I think most law enforcement is. I've talked to a few who aren't, but most of the ones, and I still have a lot of contacts in law enforcement I talk to regularly. Sure. And most of them were fine with it. Yeah. I also um, think Valerie they, Longhurst, they, they were... I, I disagree with a lot of the legislation that she's pushed through and others, but uh, this other, also this other bill that would basically eliminate... And, and yeah, mental health, obviously, obviously, yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, also eliminating the statute of limitations when it comes to sexual abuse uh, for government employees. And but and mental health bill, you want to talk about that? Yeah, the mental health bill. I I actually um, that's one of the things that I think came out of this one-time money that isn't one time. Um, so one of the objectives of money that you have, like this huge windfall we had. You know, one of the objectives, if you're not going to give it back to the people who gave it to you, yeah. is to not fund things that require continued funding, because then you're just expanding the budget. Exactly. You do one-time construction projects, fix up the schools that are falling apart that we read about six months ago or so, um, you know, that kind of thing. Fix up a road, build a bypass, whatever it is. Use the money for one-time expenditures, not for something that's built in. I think I saw that some of the, that the money, uh, some of that money that I think should be used for one-time expenditures went to the mental health program in the in the schools. Um, that's going to increase our budget, but I think it's an important component. Um, when you look at the number of kids between or people between 18 and 24 who died of COVID pales in comparison to the number that died of an overdose yes. in yes, this that's pandemic. True. And, and, that's, and that's that something that... We need that, mental health 
help. That's something that Republicans and Democrats can agree upon. And uh, I appreciate your time. Jay Brady, a former judge, former state attorney general, chair of the Republican Party. Thanks for your time. We'll be talking a lot more. Take care. Yes, Rick. Thank you. Bye-bye. There's more Rick Jensen coming up on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.